Welcome to Walk With Him. My name is Mitchell Redman, and welcome to the first episode of 2024. So excited to start off this new year. We got a lot of great things planned for this year. Now, if you're wondering why we didn't release our Culture versus Doctrine episode first, it's because, well, we all got sick. And as you can tell, I'm still recovering from that. So luckily, I recorded this bonus episode with Eli. We had a really great conversation. And assuming all goes well and we all recover quickly, be sure to expect our Culture versus Doctrine episode coming out late this week on the 12th of January. We're also going to be releasing some bloopers regularly because we have a lot of those. And on top of that, we're going to be trialing a new segment. We're going to be asking for any questions, comments, or concerns, and we will be answering them in a short segment. Just to get some more listener interaction, we always love hearing from you. So thank you guys so much, and I hope you enjoyed this conversation I had with Eli Barch. Man, what should we talk about? What are your thoughts on your mission? Start there. Um, Man, I have so many thoughts about my mission. Um, Okay, I got a better question. Yeah, yeah. When you read Salem, Oregon, what did you think? Like that first moment after you finished reading your mission call. I'm really glad you brought that up because before I read my call, wherever it said on the paper, I knew I was supposed to be there. I know everyone says that, but I also have a feeling and immediately think about the people that are there. That's where I need to be. Deccan told me a story about another guy who kind of had the opposite (laughs) thing. Because people would ask him where he wanted to go and maybe he had his own mission. I can't remember what he told me, but he's like, this place, I don't want to go. Do not send me to the like Houston East Mission or something like that. I okay. remember. And then he got called there. <laughs> and he's like... That's that very one, huh? Bleh. That very one. So don't tempt the Lord. <sighs> Are you at all nervous like going and serving on a mission? Like, Have you ever had those thoughts? I asked this because I did. It's like, oh, I don't know scriptures. I don't know how to talk to people. My only concern is like I've never been actually... Like too familiar with Book of Mormon stories or scripture stories, but like I've learned so much from the Book of Mormon, like through the Holy Ghost and stuff. Like, mm. um, so none of the oh, I'm don't want to talk to people. None of that kind of see the apprehension. Only thing, yeah, see the only thing that would get me is me not knowing enough like people or stories in the Book of Mormon or the scriptures. But and then I learned, and it's so true that the only real teaching is through the Spirit. The only teaching that matters is through the Spirit. Yeah, otherwise we're just a couple of twenty year olds. Who Otherwise, read a just... few Book of Mormon stories and it's like, you want to be baptized? <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, without the spirit, it just sounds kind of insane. They're leaving the people scratching Even explain their heads. it to people in Mexico. They're like, so you're here voluntarily. <laughs> you paid with your own money. Right. And you don't get paid. And we're like, nope, nope. And yep, we're here. <laughs> and there's like, hmm, respect. <laughs> but it seems like that's all they could do is be like, man, I value for that. I respect yeah. you, yeah. And then there's some people that are like, not interested, or I think we're Jehovah's Witnesses. You know, another big thing that I've learned was before you do anything with someone else, you got to love them first. Like, you need to love them before you do anything else. Yeah. And we actually talked about this in our Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you got to care about the people more than you care about the numbers. You can't just yeah. be going into it being like, oh, I want to get this many baptisms without actually caring about the people you're baptizing. Yeah, see, I don't care if I don't get any baptisms. I think it might it might dawn on me a little bit like, dang it, I didn't baptize anyone. Like, If I don't baptize anyone, maybe just the thought of that might dawn on me, even though I knew that you know numbers don't matter. Having an impact on so many people's lives is what... Yeah. Like I mean, leaving a lasting impact on them. Going in the mission field, you're going to feel some of that pressure depending on the mission. I know I did in my mission. And yeah. take Deccan's mission, for example. They're like 10 lessons a day, which what did is you do? a lot. Um, they just 
encouraged us to have lots of baptisms all the time. Another thing too that helps a lot are patriarchal blessings, which that's a topic I want to cover. At some I point, would love. Would cool. I would love to talk about patriarchal blessings. When did you get yours? I got mine on June twenty sixth, twenty twenty two. That's cool. Four days before before my birthday. You know, I tell people this all the time. Whenever you think life changing things, you think like long term, you know, gradual, right? The only two events for me that were life-changing were my patriarchal blessing and FSY. Just those two things because it felt like heaven. It was during FSY that like the entire week, I was on such a spiritual high that my desire for food went way down. Like I didn't really want to eat at all like the entire time. Really? Yeah. Like you just weren't hungry when it was time to eat or what? I just wasn't really hungry at all. That's how much of a spiritual high I was on. Huh. Reminds me of that one scripture where it's like when Jesus is talking to the woman at the well where he's like, this water that your father's built, people will always be thirsty for. But the water that I shall give him, nobody shall thirst. Exactly. I think he said something about food, but I don't remember. Exactly, yes. I want to ask you about your experience with EFY and your patriarchal blessing. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I guess EFY was closer-ish. No, it was first because EFY was 2019. FSY was interesting to me. I didn't have super regular habits of, you know, scripture study and prayer and all that. I tried, but okay. it was dumb, especially for scripture study. It'd be like, well, it has to be like this and I have to do it for exactly 30 minutes. I was just making it way more complicated oh, than it like, should have been. Made it more logistical. Yeah. Took, took I a little bit away tried to make this huge plan that, it took longer for me to make the plan to do my scripture study than it took me to actually do scripture study. So going in, I didn't really have, you know, the best scripture habits. And then that first day when they asked you to, because they do study every single day, right? And then the first day when they asked us to start studying, I just kind of opened my scriptures. I'm like, what do I do? I, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to get something out mm -hmm. of this. And so I just kind of started reading and I think it helped because they asked us to, you know, share some things okay. of what you learned. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, okay, well, I read this interesting verse. And over that week, from what I can remember, I learned how to take the scriptures and the spiritual moments that I gained and actually apply them to my life and have them not only make sense as far as the scriptures are concerned, but make them more personal for me. And then when I left on my mission the scriptures just became way more personal for me. So that's something that I think FSY, or sorry, EFY helped me to start. I didn't continue after FSY. After coming back, and I'm sure you experienced this too, you have such a spiritual high after oh that entire week. Oh my gosh. Week. Holy cow. And yes. then after it just kind of goes like... It was a little bit more gradual for me. And that's exactly what happened to me on my mission. I left. I was like, oh, I'm not a missionary. I don't have to study for three hours a day and walk around for seven i had no purpose is what i felt like and it took me a long time to realize that you don't have to be walking outside for seven hours every day to have a productive day but he needed you and Deccan together yeah that's the first thing i realized he literally just showed up at my doorstep i'm like oh <laughs> interesting i'll never forget i still have that video of hunter he goes oh Okay, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because I, I texted Hunter at the end of that first week when I showed up. And then Deccan showed up the next week. Then we went over to his house. And he just like... <laughs> now that I think of it, that might have been the greatest moment that I've ever experienced 
at work when it was when Deccan ran in. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I, He's like bouncing off the walls and stuff. And bro, so I wanna, am I. I'll never forget the first time you were, you came like, you just staying in line with Brother Rec. And then I was like filling up the tea or pink lemonade or something. I was, you know, walking, walking to uh, the DR. And I see you. Didn't I text you before though? Or no? I don't, maybe. I don't, I don't know. That first week I just kind of like, it was weird. I didn't uh, talk to many people I knew because it's just like, oh, I'm home, I guess. I've realized lately I'm a quiet extrovert. Being around people brings me so much joy. Like, that's one of the things I want to do the very most all the time. Just be around people. I've never thought about it that way. That's really interesting because you don't talk a whole lot and you you didn't talk a whole lot. And maybe when you were younger, you were more of an introvert. I was actually shy. Yeah. Like going up until like two, three years ago. But since two, Bro, three years ago. you and Deccan, I don't know who talked less <laughs> when you guys were younger. I don't know. Deccan didn't talk a whole lot. Like when he showed up to the ward for the first time, I was like, dang, this kid doesn't say anything. Granted, I didn't say a whole lot, I guess. I feel like there's a lot of people out there who haven't discovered yet that they might be a quiet extrovert <laughs> like me. You know what I mean? You're quiet. And then you realize... You, you love being around people so much. It brings you so much joy. Yeah. I think Deccan would be classified as that a little bit. So speaking of missionaries, um, me and my FSY roommate, we woke up on Thursday. With you know, it was uh, that was a formal dress day, and oh, you know, those days are cool. Yeah, we put on our formal dress, and then we realized we're basically missionaries. We're in an apartment, and it's just us two wearing our church clothes. It it really hit us. Me and Deccan were just like, another day where we can be funny together. <laughs> Bro, we would always talk until like midnight or one o'clock every single night at EFY without fail. Our me nights just got progressively longer as we just <laughs> stayed up and talked. It was just me and Deccan in the dorm room. Right. Dude, reading through the FSY journal, like even just the agenda, I was blown away. Like, oh yeah, we did that. And that was amazing. We did that. And that was, you know. I wish I wrote more. I wasn't, I didn't write a whole lot, which is weird because I write a whole ton. Like you, my notebooks are filled with just pages of stuff I write down, <laughs> but I didn't a whole lot in EFY. I think that's because I was learning how to listen to the spirit. You know, I was just trying to write down everything. And then I think now I've gotten better at writing down what's rather than writing like, you know, a whole summary of the, the tree of life, but instead of writing out the parts that stuck out to me. I just got a lot better at writing what I was getting mm -hmm. from personal revelation. Exactly. Just like teaching through the spirit is the only teaching that matters. That's what I learned. That first day when we showed up at EFY and then our counselor took us to our dorm rooms and he closed the door and Deccan turns to me and he's like, bro, that's the same exact counselor I had last year. That's crazy. That's crazy. Because when you think about it, Dang. they That was a they college do, station. Yeah. They do four weeks or more. Four weeks is the minimum they do as a counselor. But they can send you anywhere. That's I, I like that. And I don't know if he's maybe goes there because he's from Texas. But I don't know. The fact that he was there again mm -hmm. when Deccan was there, that's kind of nuts. You know, I'm going to meet an FSY counselor. I really want to do that. I wanted to do that, but I didn't think I would have enough time. Hey guys, thanks for listening to our episode. If you like what you hear and you want to get weekly updates with exclusive content and an inside look on missionary work, join our email list on our website. You can go to lumietmedia.com. That's L-U-M-I-E-T media.com. Just scroll down to the bottom and you'll see a little form where you can put in your name, 
put in your email. It's free. We don't need anything else from you. We're going to be giving you concise and actionable advice, takeaways from our episodes and lessons and experiences directly from the mission field. And so if that sounds interesting to you, just go to lumietmedia, L-U-M-I-E-T media.com. And we hope to help you a little bit more every week. Bye. What was your patriarchal blessing experience like? Mine, I don't, I don't know what I expected going in. I think at the point where I thought about getting one, I was kind of lost, and I didn't really have a clear. Because at the time, I think I was thinking about going on a mission. I was kind of iffy about it. I wasn't entirely sure. I knew it was something I wanted to do, but I didn't really know why. So I'm like, all right. And then I talked to the patriarch, and he's like, "Have you been doing scripture study?" I'm like, "Yeah, kind of on and off." Have you been thinking about going on a mission? Yeah, a little bit. He's like, all right. And then so he goes into, I don't know if that was a separate room that we went into, but then he went into the room mm-hmm. and he did the blessing. His My parents were in there. Out of context, most people don't know how a patriarchal blessing would start. Mm-hmm. Essentially, a patriarchal blessing is a blessing that a patriarch gives you. It's a specific calling in our church. Every and stake has one patriarch. Yes. Essentially, it's a blessing that is very specific to your life. It's almost like taking chapters out of your life, what has happened and what's going to happen. In this life and the afterlife. Which to some people may seem as like, oh, we don't have free will or whatever. But the way I see it, this is what you can have if you follow God's will as much as you can. Like if you do scripture study or if you pray every single day, then you'll be able to have this. Mm -hmm. What I notice a lot, and maybe you have too, is that there's a lot of it that's conditional based on what you need to do. It even right. ends with according to your faithfulness. I was just about to say that exact same thing. I seal these blessings upon your head according to your faithfulness and do so in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So this isn't like this is what will happen. Right. But if you want oh, the best outcome for your life. I love how he lays down those opportunities for you. He lays down all those blessings. He also gives you things to do to help you, like not just being faithful, but also some other counsel in addition to help you uh, like receive what you've been promised. Yeah, that's an interesting word, receive. That implies that you could reject it. I do want to say this about endowments. Our stake president, like when he talked to me after my temple recommended interview for going through the temple, he really highlighted this. People should say more, I'm going to receive my endowment. Not I'm going to take out my endowment. Not I'm going to get my endowment. I'm going to receive my endowment. Yeah, that's weird phrasings. Taking out your endowments. I've also heard that before. Yeah, I've heard that so many times. Right. I don't know if I've ever used that phrase myself, but it's like I, I would never use that like naturally. Taking out your that doesn't sound right because it right. starts by saying your endowment is a gift from God. Taking, taking out, out your endowment implies something that you're entitled to, which I don't I don't like how that feels. You're not going to say for Christmas, I'm going to take out my allotted gifts. That just, nah, doesn't work that way. Okay. But, oh yeah, patriarchal blessings. Um, So, there's a lot that surprised me. I don't know about you. In my mm-hmm. patriarchal blessing, it's like, it talked about prayer a lot, like way more than I would have intended. It was like, all right, maybe I should pay attention to how important prayer is, which now, in retrospect, prayer is a lot more powerful than I imagined it to be. There's a scripture, I can't remember what it is, but it's saying like the prayers of the righteous do much. Essentially, it's saying that people who pray for you with righteous intent do a lot more than we think and help a lot more, which is why I really like the prayer role at the temples where you can put in names and then people pray for Mm -hmm. those individuals. 
I really got the importance of having the Holy Ghost out of my patriarchal blessing. Like, because I think before that, leading up to that, I just kind of saw the Holy Ghost as just another one of the member of the Godhead. The third one. Right. <laughs> but I realized so much just how important it is to have the Holy Ghost as your companion and your constant companion too. Interestingly enough, the Trinity is not a common belief amongst Christians. That may be wrong, but... I've heard that. But yeah, I've heard that. That's something a lot of Christians debate. That's like, oh, God the Son is a, just another version of God the Father. And it's like, yeah. the way they explain it to me, I'm not making fun of them. It's just like it's genuinely confusing to me. Because it makes so much sense that there are three different individuals. Like, wait, God, the baptism it, of Jesus, where it's like the Holy Ghost descended in the form of a dove. Okay, that's another separate person. Then you hear the voice of God the Father saying, this is my beloved son. The fact that that exists in the Bible and yeah. people still are like, mm, nah. I feel like maybe it has to do with Joseph Smith. Like people not believing Joseph Smith, him saying that yeah. he saw God the Father and the Son. Because they really don't like, some people really don't like that. They, they want to, you know, maybe use that too. To disprove it. Deccan might be a better person to explain this because he obviously right. saw a lot of anti-Mormon stuff in Utah. Yepers, he did. I yeah. don't know how well I do in Utah. Anything else you want to talk about? I'm glad you asked that. Um. <laughs> oh, dang. He's ready. Watch out, Oregon. Elder Barch is going <laughs> to preach all over. Oregon's about to go into shambles, bro. Do you have anything you want to talk about? I'm good. Oh, okay. You were like, I'm glad you asked that. I thought you were going to like freak Oh, I th that was a weird transition from, oh, I'm glad you asked that too. I'm good. Meh. Oh, good. Howdy toast. Thank you for listening to us. This is Walk With Him, a podcast about Jesus Christ. And if you'd like to know more about Jesus Christ, we have a website, which is Lumiet Media, L-U-M-I-E-T, media.com. On there, you'll find stuff about us, stuff about our Savior, Jesus Christ. You'll find our socials where you can follow us and support the podcast. You can also sign up for our email list where we give you just some advice, takeaways from our episodes and experiences that we've had from the mission field. You can join that email list on our website, follow our socials, and if you could rate us, that would really help other people discover the podcast and just start their own journey towards our Savior, Jesus Christ. So thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Adios. Adios.